and welcome to another episode of Casual Master Quest. My name is Nick, your host for the episode. This is episode 77, and we are post Thanksgiving. Uh, today I'm joined. Yeah, we are. Today I'm joined by, and you just heard him, my lovely co-host Tyler. Hi. Wait, how did I get heard here? Um, did, did I did I echo? No. Uh, okay. I'm just saying because you said yeah, you are, and then oh yeah, because people would have heard oh. that. I would assume, um, unless I'm just hearing things now and I'm talking to myself. That's true. Uh, hi. Yes. Uh, my my name is Tyler. I'm hi, Tyler. here. Uh, things are happening a little differently than what we're used to. Uh, things, you know, a little bit haywire. Uh, there's also the fact that uh, whiskey's involved. Uh, we're not too crazy into it yet, and I'm a responsible adult. And, well, the good thing is uh, I was previously banned from drinking on the show. Uh, Refer to that one episode. I'm not going to tell you <laughs> which number. If, You're just going uh, you to have to listen to it every, all, all the way from the beginning to find that episode. I'll make you a deal. If you've gone this far, I will give you. A, I'll give the first person to tell me a twenty-five dollars Subway gift card if they can tell me what episode Tyler accidentally got tanked off of Everclear. And ever since then, I haven't been able to drink from the show. But tonight's a little bit special. We're celebrating. You know, it's uh, the night of Thanksgiving, Black Friday week, whatever you want to call it. It's technically the time of year where they feel more justified in playing that shitty ass holiday music over at your local uh, retail store shout out to the retail people i'm so sorry uh but my point is i have a little bit of jack daniels uh heading my way and i'm feeling good but what about you nick a little bit of jack daniels already in you tyler <laughs> i'm doing i'm doing all right uh i've been busy i'm so fucking tired so, I know. I'm I'm so so, I took a nap before this. Like <laughs> it was so the best tired. thing ever, man. So, um, Glenn isn't here today because he's been uh, indisposed with some other things. Um, I wasn't supposed I'm about to be to here be today. Indisposed with some things. Mm, uh, look at uh, this. I wasn't supposed to be here Single today, but we somehow made it work. Um, I'm gonna go over like my week really quick because there's really only been one big thing apart from a bunch of deadlines and submissions we've had uh, like as a school comes to our app for one of my courses uh, that's based around sustainability and textiles we hosted a local event uh, calling it pulling it together people from uh, the local textile uh, and fashion industry and the idea was to have a local discourse on the sustainability of textiles in the Vancouver area and how we can move forward as a community to promote sustainability and I was in charge of not necessarily creating like what's going on at the event, what the people going to do, but actually running the event, making sure the tables were there, chairs were there, food was there. I was keeping time, coordinating everybody. So my day looked like this. I was up at 7.30 in the morning. I was out of the house by 8.30, went to pick up breakfast for the entire team, got there by 9.30, started setting up between 9.30 to 11.30, did a dry run from 11.30 to 12.30, and then 12.30 doors opened, 1 p.m. the uh, event started, event ran till 4 p.m., 4 to 5.30 was tear down and clean up, 5.30 to 6.30 was debrief, and then I finally came home, and I, was, I hadn't eaten during that entire time. How are you doing today, Nick? I'm doing fucking fantastic, Tyler. Uh, because yeah, I, I, I bet you are. I ran the shit out of that event. I uh, like we started. So I said we started at one p.m. We were supposed to start at one p.m. We started at one twenty, and that put us off by twenty minutes. And that was going to cause a few problems for you know logistically for a few things. But I managed to squeeze out time from here and there and during all of our breaks that we fucking finished on time. You know how fucking it, like I'm. I ran. Do you crack whips when people are having like smoke breaks? They're trying to eat their lunch. They're like. All right, 30 minutes scratch or you're out. <laughs> the beauty about this was that everybody was working towards the same thing, at least on our team. And it was a smaller team, so it was easy to manage. And because our grades depend on it, we like everybody was a little bit more willing to listen to to what I was telling them to do. Um, not that I'm an unreasonable leader or I rule with an iron fist, but we made it work. And it was a successful event. And I'm proud of myself and I'm happy, but my legs hurt. And I got some Korean food after. And now I'm drinking whiskey and we're here. Ladies and gentlemen, usually I speed up the audio just a little bit. I'll, you know, trim it up a little bit, cut out the uh, silence and stuff. That is Nick in his perfect natural form. And this is me actually continuing the trend. We are talking fast. We're talking heated. We're talking hot. We got hot takes, hot chambers. Echo go, go, chambers go, go. Well, time is tubs. money. Money is time and all that jazz. I don't know what you want more from me. I'm like, I'm going to run out of steam pretty Wait, soon. I feel like there's money involved. Yeah, I'll say there's money involved. What? There's, Where? Did you say did you say jizz? Jazz. Or jizz works jazz. too. Whatever. It's 2019. Live it up. Wait, um, is, we don't kink shame. Is that? Uh, I'm gonna say. Is that the uh, past <laughs> tense? I jazzed. Door. Sure. 
Music's great, though. Anyways, uh, over in my end, I talked about it in a different uh, episode of Casual Master Quest, uh, our little side quest that I did earlier with the wife. Hopefully, I can get that edited and cleaned out for some time this week. I think I might do that first, just for chronologically, it would make sense. It's kind of weird because I just spent uh, a lot of time doing a podcast today, and we said, fuck it, we're doing another one anyways. And so here we are. And uh, it's pretty much... uh, we had a fucking week. This is cathartic. Let's sit down and let's fucking talk. Uh, in terms of actual stuff I did this week, uh, it was mostly parties. I think I went to three different parties, like, just because of the holidays and stuff, and that's great. But I'm an introvert, which means I get a burnt-out battery real quick. And so, you know, it, if if you got a quiet room and there's a cat or something at the party, then, I, you know, I'm, I'm set for life. But if you put me, you know, at the front of every single thing... I'm gonna have some trouble with life, unfortunately, and, but, the good news, the very first party I went to, my uncle, bless him, uh, we still, you know, almost have, uh, odds with each other, came up to me, and, like, he understood, you know, he understood, he came up to me with a little jar full of cherries, and he said, hey, these are soaked in Everclear, here you go, and so, (laughs) I I take one, I'm thinking it's not gonna be anything, I bite into it, and it's like, holy shit, these are some Everclear-ass soaked cherries, And so, mind you, my grandmother sees cherries, and she likes cherries. And so she's like, Ross, which is her son, I want a cherry, and he just kind of ignores her, because, like, I don't know, out of respect to himself and, you know, safety to his mother, uh, he decided, but after the third time that she insisted, he was like, all right, you can have a cherry, just know they're soaked in egg clear, and she's like, okay. Like, she... (laughs) Point A, point B. There is no line between. And uh, she popped it. And, yeah, she popped the cherry. Uh, and I had the, <laughs> uh, I had the audacity. And apparently, this is making me guilty. Like according to her, I'm guilty of giving her this because I recorded it. I got a full minute of what happens the moment she, uh, you know she pops the cherry in her mouth, and then realizes that it's a hundred over here. It's a hundred and eighty proof. Uh, wood wood grain uh liquor. liquor yeah yeah and uh it that that was a sight to see both for her and myself uh, she was not too happy uh because that shit burns your mouth uh like it, 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 it's it essentially is, rubbing alcohol uh, yeah and <laughs> you know she <laughs> is she thinking she's getting this fine uh mike's uh hard cherry candy thing and that she got that uh, but, you know, shout out to Everclear this time of year. Uh, so, yes, technically I had Everclear, but uh, I was a responsible adult. Uh, Sounds like fun. Then I, and then from my side of the family, Thanksgiving went to Amanda's side of the uh, Thanksgiving. Had a good time. They gave me a chair I could sit in by myself. Made me very happy. And uh, then just uh, today I had a birthday party for my cousin. Uh, my two-year-old cousin, second cousin, technically. Hey, happy birthday, Tyler's two-year-old cousin. Yeah, uh, happy birthday, Charlotte. Uh, the It's a huge improvement compared to a year ago because last time I was working so hard that I also was a dumbass and tried staying up after work on, you know, from Friday night, Saturday morning, that I tried going to this party and I was falling asleep when they're opening presents. Like, I was legit trying to, like, uh, stay up and I was nodding off. I think I remember this and story, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was one of the times where I came back here and I was like, I'll take a little nap and I'll be ready for the show. And, and then, then I just woke up slept like, hardcore. Yeah. yeah, like five hours later when I needed to wake up in two, I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> <laughs> SpaghettiOs. But, you know, was able to go to the whole event. Uh, I had no idea about Coco, which is a Disney movie. Yes. It, like I, I got to watch a little bit of that I was actually more interested in the movie than the party itself at that point but you know what can you do uh, I mean it's a two year old she doesn't recognize me I still give her gifts you know she's happy and uh, it's like I kind of asked Amanda I was like can I drink before I go and she's <laughs> like you can't drink to a two year old's birthday party meanwhile I go there everybody's hung over and the father himself already has a beer in hand I'm like <laughs> that Are seems like sure? that seems like open game to like pop open a beer. Yeah, I mean, if the father's drinking and you know the grandfather is hung over his shit from drinking the <laughs> like, 
I'm pretty sure it's like a, you know, who the fuck cares kind of section. Right. I mean, but there's also a difference between, you know, like having a beer or two and then getting just then absolutely getting plastered <laughs> at like a two-year-old's oh, birthday party. Oh, plastered. Yep. Yep. No, that, that, that's fair. <laughs> but yes, I was responsible, had a good time, got to hang out with family a little bit more. Uh, got 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 some bonding experience set up. Uh, got me uh, ready for Christmas. Uh, it, like for me right now, it, it's December 3rd for the audio listeners. But for me, it just turned into the 1st of uh, December. And it's so weird and bizarre, just like the transition. It's weird, man. Especially because it's like Thanksgiving just happened. And now all of a sudden, everybody's in Christmas mode. Like two holidays so close back to back. Um, yeah. Um, I, I can't remember who was asking me, but everybody was celebrating Thanksgiving this weekend. And there's like a lot of, you know, wholesomeness and gratitude and sharing on like Discord and socials. And everybody's wishing each other happy Thanksgiving. And then it kind of comes to me and they're like, happy Thanksgiving, like, happy Thanksgiving, but, you know, and I appreciate, like, I appreciate the sentiment, I'm not going to be an asshole, but then, like, mine was, like, a month ago, and it's like, oh, yeah, you're Canadian. And then I follow, I found a Twitter thread, you're Canadian. <laughs> found a Twitter thread about um, somebody who lives in Germany or something, I can't remember, but there's a person who lives in Germany, and then they have an American friend, and an American friend uh, wishes them Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, and they're like, thanks, but we don't celebrate it here, and we're like, wait. And the American friend was like, wait, they don't celebrate Thanksgiving worldwide? It's like, what the fuck? Don't you guys got, you know, natives that you also drove out? What the fuck, yo? <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, but we are a video game podcast. Uh, are, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And yes. Um, I have, I've not actually played too much outside of D2. So, Tyler, what have you been playing? Not that I don't have anything well, to share. I have things to share, but we're going to talk about games we've played. That, that's totally fair, Nick. Uh, so, I decided to go off the beaten path this week by uh, playing a lot more Pokemon than last week. Uh, like, the, this path is just... a Like, it's a trench at this point. Like, I was going to say, I'm, I'm digging a hole, but since I'm walking, it's a trench. I have played a shit ton of Pokemon. I talked about it on the previous uh, episode, so I didn't want to get too crazy, you know, talking about it. Right. But uh, I'm currently stuck because I am trying to catch a certain Pokemon. I believe it's called Mimikyu. Mimikyu, yeah. The Mimikyu, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, like, you know, the ghost Pokemon hiding in the Pikachu costume. Right. And that thing is a son of a bitch for me to catch. Is it only uh, through uh, dense? It's in dense fog, one location, and I think a 3% chance of spawning. On top of that... In uh, over in the bridge field area of, of Pokemon, there's a chance of it spawning as a strong-looking Pokemon. Right. And, you know, bless my luck, uh, as soon as I start the game up, that area is dense fog. I'm like, okay, let's do this. And I walk in, and it's like, there's none. It was all, you know, different regular Pokemon. And Ones that you didn't need. The yeah. <laughs> Get out of the way, characters I already own. And, uh, yeah, I... I I'm currently at 380 out of 400. I am so impressive, close, dude. man. I it's. I'm hoping. I seriously hope I can actually complete the Pokédex. Uh, but uh, every time that I hit a wall when it comes to like you know getting a Pokémon, my saving grace has been Amanda. A lot of times, usually Yay, Amanda. The, the power of uh, surprise trades and all that. But this is not one that she has. I think this is the one that where I'm gonna have to stay for a while. Like. I sat there for at least 45 minutes trying to find this fucking Pokemon. And then, like, after, like, I said, I was like, okay, I'm going to try 10 times. If it doesn't appear, I'm taking a nap. And so I took a hell of a great <laughs> nap. And here I am. Man, it was such a nice nap. And, it's a, you know, it's a uh, rush, isn't it? Seeing that number go up and increase as you get closer and closer to the final number. I mean, I was bragging like your typical white person about, you know, uh, doing something on Twitter. So it's like... Yeah, I got 50 out of 100. I got 100, or sorry, uh, 50 out of 400. Like, I kept doing, like, benchmarks. And, yeah, being at 380, so close, man. I am climaxing on my Pokedex. And mm, once I uh, get that perfect, once I get the big O, Nick, on completing my Pokedex, it's going to be such a dream. And then I'm scared I'm going to put it down because I want to build a team, but that was a lot of work. I'm uh, somewhere around 50, 55 hours in right now. Right. Yeah. Um, that's that's one hell of a, hell of an accomplishment, dude. Like, uh, 
if if anybody knows what that feels like, it's it's me. Um, and you know, I mentioned it before, but I have no interest in doing that all over again because I already have all of them. And so now it's just the remaining like uh, whatever it was, 81 or 82 that they introduced. Uh, so for me, it's just kind of like. I have no interest in even, I mean, I'll probably catch all the new one and try to complete all of them just so that I can get them onto Pokemon Home. And so some way, some way, shape or form, I can complete my Pokedex. But yeah, like in like for me, the thrill is always personally, of course, has always just been in game, like being able to see all of them in perfect order. Uh, it, like that's like from like numbered properly in like order of evolutions and having one of each. That's what's been fun. That's that was it. That was it for me. And then, you know, I can't do that. So, which is honestly, which is part of why the moment I beat the game, I'm like, all right, th- there's really nothing else. And, um, yeah. So what's stopping you, Nick, in this hypothetical case? The breaking point of the living decks is having each and every single Pokemon on a single cartridge. Yes. Why not just swallow your pride and having each and every Pokemon on two cartridges? No. Because I already caught them all. I I don't see the need to put in the work again after I've put in the work from don't, Platinum. You, you don't have to complete the the whole Pokédex on the uh, on the Galarian side. Just catch all the Galarian Pokémon and then. Oh no, that's what just... I said. Uh, so I said that's probably what I'm going to end up doing at some point when Pokémon Home okay. becomes available. I'll probably catch all the Galarian Pokédex, and so that way I still have all of those complete. Because I'm still going to aim for just... that. You just get a $500 Visa gift card and you say, I want you to hold on to these fucking Pokemon for a hundred years. And then when <laughs> this bank dies, I want you to bury these Pokemon with me. I don't care if you delete them. I'll be fucking dead. Put them in the ground with me. <laughs> Essentially. Um, the Again, and the only issue now is that I'm seeing is with getting Meltan and Melmetal. And that's going to be a whole other fucking journey that I'll go on whenever I decide to actually embark on completing the the new Pokemon and adding those to my thing collection. I mean, if it, if it gives you any comfort, uh, it's not in the Galarian Pokedex. It's not in the fucking previous Pokedexes either. It's a fucking limbo Pokemon, but it still counts officially as 807 and 808. Shit. <laughs> I have to fucking get them, but I can't fucking get them unless well, I trade I'm them, which I'm going to have to do. I was gonna say, why am I if I just get them for you? I mean, I'll take them at this point, and I'd greatly appreciate you, but it's, it's like, the, the principle of it, the concept of the fact that you can only evolve a Pokemon in a different game and then bring it over, I still, like, I'll always argue that's one of the stupidest things that they've ever done. Period. I mean, we talked about it before, yeah. the amount of time and effort that's gonna go into it, and since it's not, um, hunting, and, I mean, at this point, it's like, well... I can either spend, let's say, six hours, hypothetically, collecting all the candies and other bullshit to get that fucking Melmetal, or I can spend six hours hunting down this Mimikyu and uh, rip out hair, because why the fuck is there Machops in an area that's supposed to be dominated by, you know, ghosts and psychic types? Get the fuck out of here, Machop. Why, like, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm pissed off because I keep seeing Machops. Fuck Machops. And, uh, fuck Machops! Heracross. You want to talk about my... Was it Heracross? Heracross is a better fighting type. The bu- Hell yeah, he is. Oh, 100%. fucking Bughorn? Primeape Ooh. is a better looking uh, fighting type. Aesthetically, better than Machop. A, a, a better... Oh, man. Uh, I'm not really into furry, but... You know, you know, yeah, fuck! Fuck Machop! It's a better looking not Pokemon. In, you're not into furry, but you prefer shaved and smooth? I get it. Alright, Tyler, I see you. I, see I mean... You. That's fine. It's okay. It's 2019. We all have our preferences. If that's the case, would Machop's not, not a scaly Pokemon, so would that make anybody like Machop a, like, a leathery or something like that? It's like, it's like a humanoid, like, oily buff guy. Ooh. Now you're saying, like, well, putting actually, oil on actually, sorry, I'm, Can I'm, you at least say Machokes? That okay, way it seems yeah, more age-appropriate. Mind you, I was gonna say, I was confusing, like, because they all have such similar names, I constantly confuse them. Machop, it looks like a leathery old man. Machoke and Machamp look like buff, oily bodybuilders. Is that fair? Is that better? That's fair. Nick in the chat saying anthroi is uh, the, the term we're looking for. Uh, so if you had the pick, Nick, if you had the pick, and since we're both drinking whiskey. Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, welcome to the true side of Pokemon, motherfuckers. If you had the pick between a Machoke and a Machamp, uh, what, what would you go for? Uh, Don't ask for specifics. Just humor me. No, sorry. I, could, I, no, I, that just went over my head. Could you repeat that question, please? If you... Uh, and with no details evo- yeah. are involved or evolved, uh, pun intended. Yeah. If you had the pick between a Machoke and a Machamp, 
Which one would you like? Uh, both oiled up. Uh, both oiled up. Hmm. You know what? I'm a champ. Because do you remember in... Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the previous game, Sun and Moon, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Uh, you could use... like You could call in Pokemon to like do things for oh, you. Like yeah. use the HMs. Machamp coming right? in. Med- Machamp. Yeah, like, you know, keep me safe. Hold me tight. Secure. Some sort of, you know, safety net. He held you close while being your strength. Literally. Exactly. And figuratively. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, like, I wasn't talking about sex or anything, you know, just because they're oiled up. I get oiled up every now and then. Doesn't mean, you know, I, I'm, you know, down for Horntown. And, you know, Machamps, you know, they're they're not, well, they're, they're there to protect too. you. But Pokemon are people too. Yes. And, uh, you know, Machamps, you know, if, if they want to protect you like the way an oiled up Machamp can, then bless them. Sorry, Machokes. You're like, I just the way you're I see you walk there. up to me and Machokes, laugh. you're almost yeah, there. Yeah. You're so close to the finish line. Just a little bit more XP, then you get traded over and you're going to evolve into the gl- full glory you are. It's like if you pick a Machoke or a Machoke out of Machamp, there's a bit of a trade off, you know? There's always a little bit of a trade off. Especially if you want to get him as a Machamp. Uh, Anyways, uh, I think that's it for uh, for Pokemon. Do you want to keep talking about Pokemon? This feels strange. No, I'm done with Pokemon. Um, okay. So okay. So I'm grinding out a title in Destiny, um, and it's a title that's only available this season. The season ends on December 10th, so kind of just going through that. But what I wanted to talk about specifically was not Destiny. That was just a little bit of an update. I got some new games. Three new games, actually. Tyler, do you want to hear about these three new games? Go on. I'm back. Uh, so I went, I did a little bit of uh, shopping for people. And during one of my trips, I picked up a game for myself. I picked up Dead Cells on the Switch. Nice. Good choice. Um, uh, so, so I'll be able to play while I'm traveling. I thought you were going to say play while we're streaming, which I was like, <laughs> or you can do it before, you know, or after, you know, you know but during travel, yeah. Um, I picked up Gears of War 5, um, and because I've been busy and I wasn't planning on, uh, you know, being here today for whatever reason, I didn't get a chance to touch it yet. Um, but I'm very excited because I love the Gears series, and I really want to see what the story-wise the next uh, involvement is going to, where it's going to take us. And then I picked up a game, Tyler. Tyler, this is a game, and I'll give you, I want you, you to just, guess. You just said two games. What do you mean you picked up a game? Well, you, you're Sorry, saying you're, my third game. Because I talked about three. Okay. Games. Yeah. Um, you, you picked up a third game. You want me to guess? Okay. Um, it is a, it is a, it is one hell of a good game, and it is on the PS4 exclusive, not Death Stranding. What the fuck? Not 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 Death not Death Stranding because <laughs> you. I think you'll be happy with the choice I made. Uh, well, unfortunately, excuse me for my uh, I, I, my own firefly hit my throat <laughs> and now Vol is choking. Uh, Blue Vol. <laughs> uh, Nick in the chat already took out my two guesses, which, you know, kind of spoils the fun over here. But you know what? I promote our inner, t- you know, our interactivity interactions. Thank you. Yes. Me, uh, with with the, <laughs> the chat. But... I'm pretty sure between the two of them, Horizon Zero Dawn would probably be the one that I hoped you picked up. You are incorrect, sir. Fuck! I have no latent interest in Horizon Zero Dawn. I'll probably play it at some point, but I have no latent interest in Horizon Zero Dawn. Mostly because God of War just seems like a much better choice. Also, it was $10. All right. All right. Uh, It looks like uh, the the crowd has turned on you. I mean that's fine. Real it's not my quick. it's not my fault. Yeah, Everybody else plays heel, on a sir. console. I play on the Master Race, so you know, I say what you can, say what you will. Um, that's probably the douchiest thing I've said all day. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you are lighting <laughs> up the like. We're not even live for those who are curious. So you should be live stream, but because circumstances, we decided to do it offline. But we invited like two our mo- of our most active listeners in the chat. And they are like, I feel bad for Glenn because Glenn is a part of this call and where he's getting a notification for each message on Discord and they're lighting it up like the California wildfire right now. And uh, it is looking wild down here. All right. So let uh, me defend myself uh, to the people who are I, listening. I think in. you did a great defense right there. Like you lined them up and knocked them down. Uh, you go, Tiger. So when I'm, I'm, I never said Horizon Zero Dawn was a bad game. I said I had no latent interest. God of War, I played the previous installments, so I have an emotional bond to the games, and hence that was the first game I saw. It also helps that it was $10 off. It was only $10 where Horizon was still 30 along with Spider-Man still being 40 So, 
I saw a good deal and I picked it up. So, to put in hindsight, it's not uh, completely comparable, but like playing Horizon Zero Dawn and Breath of the Wild hand in hand within like the same time period gave a lot of correlations to it just because of the style and all that. And you just said that you defended yourself here, but Nick, that wasn't before you started talking about PC Master Race level bullshit about which you is know, still true. all that. Which you're still holding on. Like, I respect that. You're holding on to it. I, I, I'm i not going to jump for any ball that's coming your way right now. Uh, <laughs> no, that's fine. I've dug my own grave. Uh, Nick has mentioned that God of War was free with Plus a couple of months back. Uh, I don't think Eugene picked up Plus. I don't think we're both interested in picking up Plus. I, don't, I haven't even turned on the PlayStation. He's done it himself. I've never used it. I've never touched the controller. Um, so, like, I game primarily on my PC. So, like, can you blame me? I mean, if you had to pick between two games that you wish you could play in PC, I, w- I can see Horizon Zero Dawn being the better pick because, I mean, God of War is just a good button-mashing game. And not really button-mashing because there's actually some fucking skill. Have you gotten a chance to play it yet? or No, not yet. No, like, this oh, this only happened maybe two days ago that I picked it up. Um, and I have no... It's, it's still in its wrapping. Like, the plastic wrap, I haven't opened it up yet. Um, I want to get around to that, hopefully, before I leave. So let's see. Like, honestly, 10 out of 10 game to me. The only thing I don't like is uh, it feels like there's content that unfortunately got cut or they're just prepping up for, you know, the sequel. Right. But just be, you know, just because of this uh, style of lore, there are multiple realms that we are aware of, uh, you know, Nibelheim and all that stuff, uh, Muspenheim. But there's also uh, realms that they made available, visible to us, per se but we couldn't actually go to them and there's no way to actually you know access them and you know they they already said straight from the get-go they're not going to do dlc and nick in the chat is uh, asking me if uh god of war is better what did i say detroit become human was like game of the year last year or something like that yes you did is this i'll have to replay him to decide that again <laughs> but anyways <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm Looks, excited to give them a go, and I'm excited to... bad. <laughs> like my opinions. I'm excited to slowly eventually dive into, like, some of the more, uh, some of the PS exclusives, because I do plan on doing that, considering that I now have the capability to do so. Um, it's just that it's, you know, it's one of those things where this is Eugene's, um, you know, console, right? So I'm not exactly gonna, like, try and push him off it. Um, especially because now he like he likes to game on and he's been playing uh, Need for Speed Heat. But uh, yeah, that's it for uh, that's it for games for me, Tyler. I also want to point out that <clears throat> excuse me, you said some very very hot takes right there, and I'm proud of you. And you know the crowd turned on to you, but the moment I said one thing, it's like they've rotated on the spot. I'm like, <laughs> oh shit. Like, this like is, you, Yu-Gi-Oh! This is the trap nature card of the masses. Somehow. I got hoisted by my own Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> trap card. What the fuck? Uh, I play Pot so of yeah, Greed! Uh, <laughs> as Amanda says, news for you, baby, this chair spins! <laughs> See, the, uh, I think the, the key difference is here, like, I'm good at taking shit, and I've also known Amanda and Nick for a significantly, uh, like, shorter time than you've known them. So they have a much bigger, like, arsenal to, to turn about back onto you so in this case time is in my favor true and uh you know all of us are you know between the four of us i like to think that we're a bunch of knuckleheads so we're willing to uh take the hits except for me because i'm a sensitive baby but anyways that's besides the point <laughs> yes i said it you know i said it Modular segment nick you're the host let's see what we got here all right so this comes from um from our discord actually from the ask a question channel um, this actually also comes from Nick, uh, which is nice enough. So, and his question, verbatim. So after the recent podcast, it's obvious it's obvious y'all are playing the new Pokemon game. However, I've noticed no. none of y'all... I'm reading it verbatim. None of y'all have said... None of y'all said what number you're wearing for the gym challenge. So I ask him, what numbers have y'all chosen and why? Basically... So why ask him what numbers have y'all chosen and why you're here? <laughs> Um, Tyler, what, what number did you go with? Because we I know we swapped league cards, but I cannot remember to the life of me what number you are. I'm still kind of embarrassed with that league card because, it, like, the weird thing about league cards and Pokemon Sword and Shield is you gotta update them. 
Otherwise, if you do it just the one time, you know, you could be fucking 80 hours in, but if you forget to update your lead card, you still have, you know, that, you know, hey, I have a level 10 uh, score bunny. I'm so right. cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, know, the, with a cute SpongeBob smile and all that shit. The only thing that doesn't auto update is your team, but what's nice enough is that if you change your hairstyle or if you change clothes, uh, like in the uh, dressing room, it always asks you if you want to update your lead card. Um, the only thing true, yep, I'm yep. not sure is if when you do the printing, you get different foil options. And so I'm not yeah. sure if it automatically charges you if you choose the ones that actually have a cost attached to them. I haven't noticed that. Good question. I don't know either. Uh, to answer your question, though, I chose the number 13. Pray tell. Why, Tyler, have you chosen the number 13? Uh, well, I want to ask you first. What, what, what number did you pick? Because I know you didn't pick 11. I know you did not pick the number 11. Tyler, I made my gamer tag. I want to say it maybe 2007 or 2008. No, uh, scratch that. 2011. Uh, and since 2011... I've been known as LR Warrior 11. And then recently, as of this year, I've rebranded to LR 11. So yes, Tyler, I've chosen 11. You know what you lost, son? You lost the warrior in you. I mean, that's you fine. You lost the warrior in LR pussy. Warrior 11. No, I'm a pussy ass bitch anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so the reason why <laughs> I picked... <laughs> what, do you... Is this a smack me harder daddy situation? I'm not going to go with you on this. Uh, yes, please. What? Okay, anyways. Huh? Oh man, I need another shot for this. Uh, I chose the number 13 because uh, this kind of came up in topic with Nick, but I kind of wanted the uh, Nick in the chat. I wanted to shush him because I you know, thought it would be great content for the show. Uh, the reason why I picked the number 13 is because I went and did one sport, unless you count marching band, then two, but you know, that's on you. I, I like, even though I did marching band, I don't count it as a sport. It just you know, it's an extracurricular activity that requires a lot of physical exercise. But my point is, the one sport I did was swimming. And uh, being a part of the swimming team, I uh, really had to work my way up starting freshman year because A, I didn't know how to swim, and B, I was uh, grossly overweight. I did not do that much activity. And uh, so being the very, very, very bottom of the totem pole of the entire swimming team, we were giving these cool bathrobe-like things to keep us warm when we were out of the water. And I had last pick. And all the boys, being, you know, the superstitious fucks that they are, didn't want to touch the robe that had the number 13 on right, it. They thought right. that it was bad luck. Well, I didn't care. I took it, and I wore it. And, you know, I still won. I still <laughs> won, you know, relay races and other, you know, thing, uh, you know, doing the 100 meter butterfly and we got us to state three years in a row so it's not like it did any bad on my end and so my point was i realized i liked the number 13 because everybody else thinks it's the number well not everybody a lot of people actually turned on it kind of like i did a lot of people don't like the number 13 and i embraced it because you know uh but yes, uh, so I took that to heart, and so whenever somebody asked me for a number to assign to myself, which this game did exactly that, I chose the number 13. I wanted to give myself 011, because you can choose up to three digits, and I realized that is now possible, but I didn't, because 11 is cleaner. And for me, I don't know if I grew into the number, or the number grew onto me, it's a little hazy now, but that's around the time, like, when I made my first gamer tag, is around the time when I st first started watching uh, soccer. And I was watching the um, the Spanish league, and one of my favorite teams is a team called a Spanish team called Real Madrid. And one of my favorite players for that team was a Welsh player called Gareth Bale, whose number was eleven. So that's just kind of like it's a little simplistic, a little you know, you know, growing up kind of like idolizing favorite player, but it's kind of stuck, and I like it. It's it's got simplicity to it. As a designer now, I like the symmetry of it. So it's just you know, it totally makes sense. Uh, nostalgia. Is a good factor, you know, in deciding a number like that. And I wonder how many people have a number, like, when they think, like, really hard about if I had to pick a, you know, up to a three-digit number, well, we can say four if we want to, uh, you know, do they have a number that they always go to? Like, it would be an interesting experiment to where, let's say, uh, Pokemon What's-His-Fuck uh, comes out again and they also make you choose a number. Do you choose the same number? And if so, Nintendo could release a survey saying, uh, you know, do people have a specific number they stick with? 
That's interesting because I would choose the same number, uh, mostly because, uh, and you've noticed, my character in the game is called Kai, right? Yes. Kai was yep. was when I was when I was first cognizant of Pokemon and what was going on. That was the first character I made in Pokemon Ruby, and okay. and so if you, if you look through my Pokédex actually and some of the Pokemon I've carried over from Ruby, uh, you will notice that the original trainer is Kai, and it came from Pokemon Ruby. Um, mm. So I'd probably still because I'm like narratively I like that kind of continuity, so I'd probably go with Kai and still number eleven. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Uh, so I'm trying to think like uh, Nick in the chat suggesting that you know the most would go with sixty nine or four twenty or something like that, just you know for uh, shits and giggles. And uh, I think that would be expected with the millennials. I mean, you ask yeah, you ask any you ask any edge lord, and also you're a millennial yourself, Tyler. You ask any edge lord, and they would probably reply with four twenty or sixty nine. Um, yeah, you're gonna really throw me under the bus like that. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. I mean, no. I mean, I'm just pointing it out just because you're shit talking somebody to make sure that you're also you also acknowledge the fact that you're shit talking yourself. I mean, I was making fun of Nick for using the word y'all, but I'm still American. You know, I can make fun of our, you know something. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not taking away the freedom of you making uh, fun of anybody. I'm just saying that Good, if you're going to do that. You're also throwing yourself under If you want to step on my place. constitutional rights, well, then uh, I'm going to have to take the hat off, Mr. Canada, sir. All right, I'd like to see you try to cross the border. But I, I, I already did. I'd like well, to see you try to I? cross it again. What, after saying that? Yeah, maybe. Oh, heavy sweat animation? <laughs> Please, I take that back. I want to go to Toronto. Anyways, uh, whew. so, and uh, just a shout out to uh, people in the chat here. Uh, they said, uh, like Amanda said, she chose 15 because that's her birthday. Uh, her birthday is, you know, on the 15th. And then Nick also said that his hockey number was 54, and then he had 51, 4, and 14. Uh, so, you know, like, there's usually, you know, a good reason why people are tied together to a certain number. And uh, I like the fact that it's usually nostalgia. Or just, you know, just anything at this point. Just find something you're attached to. Yeah, it's funny how numbers have attachments. Sorry, I got... Numbers have power. I got pulled on a train of thought and now I lost that train and I'm trying to re- recall that train, but I still can't find that train. I've said train way too many well, times. Choo-choo, motherfucker. Let's uh, let's move choo, on to the topic choo, of the motherfucker. show then. Alright, Tyler. Uh, tell us a little bit about yeah. this. Oh, okay, Mr. Host. I guess I will <laughs> also... Uh, I'll talk about this. So, topic of the show. Uh, thank you, first off, pushsquare.com for the article. Uh, ex-Ghostwire Tokyo director Ikumi Nakamura is, it looks like they're being primed out to be a part of the Sony team. And, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Miss, uh, sorry, Nakamura-sama, uh, would probably, since, you know, I'm so cultural, uh, <laughs> All right, Tyler, carry that, on. is, uh, Somebody that we saw on E3 of uh, the the previous E3, and you know, a lot of people were won over by her demeanor. But she has such a hell of a resume to back that up that she's been trying to find a good spot in the world, uh, in the video game world specifically. And it looks like Sony might be trying to pick her up. Now, granted, this is just a rumor. This is just a rumor. It's hearsay, speculation. <laughs> Out with you. <laughs> State with the, uh, you know, straight from the grapevine. Mm, um, you are like cross uh, gossiping old ladies. So yeah, Ikumi, Ikumi Nakamura has some uh, two, specifically two, to me at least, uh, th- sorry, three uh, knockouts under her belt. She was the conceptual designer for Bayonetta. Um, she was the lead concept mm-hmm. artist for The Evil Within uh, 2014. And mm. she was uh, one of the background uh, productions on... Uh, she has background productions credits on Okami. Um, and so now, she, uh, apparently, and again, it's all speculation. Put on your tinfoil hat, folks. Uh, she's been let go by Tango Games, uh, Tango Gaming. Um, and she Do was we the, know for what? No idea. Uh, she was the lead artist, um, lead creative creative director for Ghostwire Tokyo that we saw a little preview of uh, at this past E3. And um, the rumor being that she might be picked up by Sony is is interesting. Like, I, I wish the, I wish nothing but the best for developers in general, but I wonder where she's going to fit in. Like, um, um, imagine, uh-huh. <laughs> imagine she gets paired with Kojima, as Nick also pointed out. Well, first off, their own separate entities. They're, you know, uh, 
she is if in this type of you know theoretical situation she's going to be employed by sony whereas uh kojima will just be hand in hand as a uh contracted individual essentially uh i feel like that kind of forced relation would be kind of weird but you know uh if they both consented to you know being a part of a team that could lead to some weird shit yeah for like, sure you have you have the the mind behind death stranding and metal gear solid and on the other side you have the mind behind bayonetta the conceptual de designer behind bayonetta can you imagine bayonetta in the metal gear solid universe who would have thought that the person in charge of uh part of bayonetta would be the voice of reason to kojima i'm i like <laughs> <laughs> i feel like kojima would be the fucking night train <laughs> And she would be the person pulling out uh, rail spikes to send this fucker flying off into the sky. This is uh, this the is story a of a girl who got uh, tried to get by bought out by Sony, and she looks so happy at E3. But this is potentially like a match made in heaven, just waiting to happen. If this were if this were really to like come into okay. fruition, we're we're still talking on a professional level. We're not going to try to romance two characters just because. Oh they no, no, are both yeah, we're talking endearing. about games. We're like, this is a video game podcast. We're only talking about video games. Of course, yeah, and, we uh, never talk about anything else ever. Look, uh, no amount of alcohol would suggest anything otherwise. So we are respectable adults, and we respect people for their individuality, and we do not ship them. Um, and Nick uh, asked an appropriately timed question. Is Kojima married? Let us find out. A quick Google search of Hideo Kojima uh, pulls and up. Let's interact with our audience. Okay, Google. Is Kojima married? Um, no, that's a negative. It doesn't seem like um, <laughs> he... he wow. Who would have uh, thought this depraved genius hidden away from the rest of the world and sanity is not in a current long-term relationship? I honestly thought he was married to Solid Snake. <laughs> you know, he just has like full body pillows of the character. And you know, every once in a while, like uh, when he feels feisty, he'll pull open the closet and you're like, oh, a liquid snake. You're going to join Snake. Twin snakes. That's how it came to be. Anyways, uh, you okay, Nick? I'm, uh, I'm okay. I, I mean, it's, it's like imagining. It's an artist essentially who's designed characters to fill in his own void and he's made them come to life and you know what tonight i'm gonna be the daddy you can call me big boss <laughs> okay well it just seems like uh overall uh sony is now i don't know i don't know if this would be fair to say so if we're gonna go down the rumor rumor lane yeah um i'm we're, we're already down like we're going like around the cul-de-sac but we're not even going back up uh, Rumor Lane. We are spinning in circles. We're there to stay. Um, so, so everybody, like a lot of companies, a lot of developer studios have had copies of, uh, have had the PS5 dev kit now for a while. Um, and yes. they've been testing things out and people on the internet have been complaining about how it looks like. But also people don't realize that it's a dev kit and it's going to change. And the PS4 dev kit was also ugly as shit. Um, and the PS4 ended up looking quite sleek and nice. Uh, but... The Project Scarlet, which is, you know, going to be the next iteration of the Xbox, has not, there are not a lot of dev kits out there. And I think it was Phil, I can't remember who was saying this, and I read an article maybe a couple of days ago. They're, they did that on purpose so that uh, they want to they really try to surprise Sony. And looking at all the things that have happened with Mixer over the last few months and all the big streamers moving over, we've got Shroud, we've got Ninja, and a few other notable people. Um, it seems like, it seems okay. like Microsoft gearing Same up for a fight. Saying ninja and saying notable, it just yeah, I guess okay. Like he's I mean, monetary like, financial value. Like they've been other notable streamers that have moved over, including Ninja. That is absolutely true. It's just hearing the guy who doesn't understand why football players can't make field goal uh, goal kicks one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> like it's just common sense. You either do it or you don't. There's got to be a pool of them out there that are just perfect kicker kickers. You know? Hey man, that's why opinions are opinions. You don't actually have to listen to all of them because they don't all come from people who know what they're talking about. Sure, that's why <laughs> politicians should not be. Uh, well, sorry, that's why I personally think that celebrities should not always give uh, political opinions. But yeah, that's okay. You know, do what you want. So. So it looks like we're leading up to like quite a bit of a showdown next year uh, between the PS5 and Project Scarlet, whatever it ends up being called, um, because we don't know what the 
true the full name of it is and i'd like to think that with the acquisition or the pos potential acquisition of Ikumi Nakamura and with what she's worked on under her belt and her being a part of their team and then we've got the Santa Monica studio and a lot of other PS uh, Sony uh, first party uh, developers um i think i think 2020 is going to be really exciting for video games Tyler i agree it's going to be a hell of a year sorry i just took another shot of that whiskey and no, you're uh, good. it kicked um, I'm uh, most excited for Cyberpunk. Like, right off the bat, that's coming out in April, and it's going to be one hell of a fucking game because I love CD Projekt Red. Or, you know, CD Projekt Red. fucking Keanu Reeves coming in on a flying bus? Yes, please. Uh, ah, Keanu it's, it's, can do no wrong. It's weird. <laughs> well, I mean, he... You're all breathtaking. Hy I can say he, he hypothetically could, but he hasn't. Uh, I don't think there's been much of a time where I've seen, like, him do a shortcoming. He's always been, like, in the essence of goodwill, essentially. I feel like any bad he, movie might have seen with him, it was everything else in the movie that failed him. It wasn't him failing the movie. He stood strong, but the support couldn't hold his greatness. Great. So, if we make a Mount Rushmore, we got Kojima and then we got Keanu Reeves now because he's joined the video gaming world. Uh, Did you imagine if Keanu Reeves wasn't that stranded, Tyler? I mean, all he had to do was sit with Kojima for like five minutes having tea and then have a render session. I mean, <laughs> the same. I, Kojima would what would be Keanu Reeves' character's name be? Chosen One Man? I, I'm trying to think of <laughs> like. Chosen One Man. Neo Man. Uh, oh, just Neo. Just Neo? Yeah, just say fuck it to the complete uh, Matrix series and just yeah. say, yeah, he's fucking Neo Man. Or just, sorry, just Neo. Uh, man's my last name. You know, well, please, uh, man's my father's name. Just call me Neo. And uh, But my question remains Mount Rushmore. Kojima, now Keanu Reeves. Who's the other two in my my wild imagination here? Uh, in your imagination, or just like is it open ended? Like is it an open ended imagination of where you already said the people. Well, I said those two people, so I kind of set them a stone in my head, and I don't want to be made a fool of. So super mute. What what are your two? That way we can combine it together in a team effort. Uh, fuck. Uh, Todd fuck, Howard. Man. Really, the magic guy. Uh, no, God Howard. I'm, like, the Bethesda guy. Isn't Todd Howard the guy that lost a flash drive that showed a bunch of stuff? No, 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 no. that's, uh, Randy Jackson. That's the, My uh, you're, Gearbox guy. The you're Bartlett's right, I'm guy. sorry. Yeah. I apologize, we'll just fucking throw him on there, too. So it's Todd Howard and Randy Jackson. I hope that's his name. Wow, <laughs> I guess Mount Rushmore's on a downhill slope now, because that's, that's, <laughs> you, you are dropping the ball further and For now. the memes. Okay, so Kojima, Keanu Reeves, because he, you know, it just that one time he entered the video game world, he's now on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Todd Howard, and then and, you said, what's his name? Randy Jackson? Yeah, let me, uh, CEO of Gearbox. Randy Pitchford. I'm Randy Jackson. I don't know where the fuck Randy Jackson came from. His name is Randy Pitchford. And I'll tell you why, Todd Howard, because Nick addresses this. Yes, even with all the shit talk for Fallout 76, purely because all God Howard had to do was come up on stage, announce another port for Skyrim, and then show us a six-second teaser of some clouds and a mountain announcing Elder Scrolls 6, and the internet lots of shit. And Randy Jackson is indeed... Because we have Glenn in the chat. No, Randy Jackson is indeed yeah, from American Yeah, that's no for me, Idol. dog. And you know what? I'm I'm okay with that. Forget Randy Pitchford. We're just gonna throw Randy Jackson on the mountain because Have you drank enough whiskey that we are taking off one of the uh, CEOs of the biggest American uh, video game companies and you know and you're gonna put on one of the judges from American Idol instead? Yes, sir. Don't okay. we need a female? It's uh, twenty nineteen, guys. This is hypothetical, it doesn't count. Mm. Ooh man, uh, you say that but suddenly like we're, we're, we're getting fucking lit up from the chat for not having it. Uh, I mean, okay, to so, be fair, we're, we're memeing at this point, right? So we're try I'm trying to at least pick the most memey people. I'm trying to remember, what is the name of the person that was in charge of Visceral Games during the Star Wars uh, debacle that I think ended up getting transferred over to Battlefront 2 or something like that and eventually led? Look in the chat, Tyler. Is that Amy Henning? Is that who you're talking about? Oh, okay. Uh, I'm being fucking chastised. Uh, let's see. Amy Hennig is a American video game director and scriptwriter, formerly for the game company Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. Naughty okay. Dog. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
Ah, yep, and she, was, uh, she joined Visceral Games with Todd Stashwick to work on their Star Wars game. But they shut down Visceral Games, and that was tragic. F so, Visceral yes, games. I, w- I would say that, uh, just as a shot, it kind of feels bad because uh, when you think about it, we just named off, like, four fucking goons. But then, just to make it socially acceptable, we had to tag hey, on hey, someone hey, diverse. Hey, 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 listen, Tyler. Keanu Reeves yeah. is not a goon. Keanu Reeves is breathtaking. I mean, it, the only reason why that Rushmore is going to fail is because the other people didn't hold him up properly. Yeah, it wasn't his That's fault. That's what you said, right? Yeah, it wasn't his fault. Oh, okay, so we're going to put uh, Kojima at you know, the second highest level. Then we'll raise up Keanu Reeves. As we should. It's... And then we're going to put, like, $20 plasters of uh, the other two, and then we'll just have a single mountain of herself uh, with uh, with Amy Hennig. And, uh, holy crap, I don't know who Kathleen Kennedy is. I, 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 I feel terrible now. Uh, since, oh, head of Lucasfilm. We're going to have some... We've, <laughs> we've derailed from video games to American Idol to film, so I'm going to say this is a happy derailment, and we're, we're going to move on. Hypothetically, if we were to build a Mount Rushmore, I'm pretty sure it would just be uh like it'd mountain be long, chain. It'd Rushmore. be along. It'd be along the, like, the Rockies. We just convert the it, Rockies it, into Mount say, Rushmore. It'd be a, we just build right into the side <laughs> of the fucking Rockies. Yep. Okay. Um. Uh, so we're gonna cover game releases, and we've got quite a few game releases and this day in gaming. Tyler, could I ask you to take game releases, please? Because this day in I mean, gaming has importance to me. That's it. I'm looking at it. I don't see anything decent, but if you say so, uh, I don't want to hear from the guy that wants to trash talk the Wii U anytime it gets mentioned in the history. And I've never heard of doing it. Doing this, uh, oh my god, look. Uh, so coming out December third, we have a total of one, two, three, four, five games. First one is Farming Simulator 2020, so for the highlight of this week, but that's just the first game coming out for a Nintendo Switch. So, you know, got a strong start. Farming Simulator 2020. Uh, Halo Reach coming out December 3rd, PC, Woo! Xbox One. Woo! So far, Farming Simulator's winning. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I, no, I'm turning heel. Uh, wait, is Halo Reach the big game? Is, um, is this the next... So Halo Reach is being released. So the Master Chief Collection is coming to PC finally, and it's a staggered launch. And Halo Reach is the first in that. It is chronologically uh, the first game in the series, but it is the most recent before Bungie stopped developing uh, the Halo games. So it went Halo mm. One, Two, Three, Halo Reach, Halo Four, and then Halo Five. Um, and what about ODST? Where does that fall into it? Uh, that falls under uh, Halo Three. That was uh, in the timeline. It goes one. It, so so the timeline is reach one yeah. two three odst four five release was one two three odst reach uh four and five okay so does that mean i can finally play a co-op halo game on the computer uh yes sir before halo infinite which comes out later next year uh halo reach is launching december 3rd and then the rest of the game should come out in a staggered launch uh, over the course of the next year Holy shit, man. The last time I got to play a Halo game was, like, during Halo 3 with Forge Days. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, I'm I'm very excited regardless, because Halo is also holds a very special heart. Place in my heart. Heart in my place? Like, I still remember to this day the time that we got to spend on that this one fucking Sand Dunes map, where uh, you would... Basically, there was a, a, a vehicle called the Elephant, which was just this giant slow-moving vehicle, and if you forged... Forge is like their creative mode, mode, essentially. And if you put enough explosives into it, you could send that fucker flying through the air. And But uh, more importantly, like the custom mode where everybody uh, played as zombies, where uh, there would be one person right, with right. a sword that could insta-kill, and then... Ah, uh, so much fun. But I'll probably say I'll get it, and then I won't until I get peer pressured. So I, I'm sure I'll have enough people that'll shake me. Or the friends are ready and they won't shake me. We'll see. Anyways, uh, Life is Strange 2, Episode 5. Hey, Episode 4 came out? December 3rd, uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, Neverwinter Nights, Enhanced uh, Edition, also coming out December 3rd, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. It looks like we're getting a, uh, a thumbs up from Glenn for that one. Uh, Neverwinter uh, Nights is a third-person RPG um, developed by Bioware, originally released in 2002, and there's the remastered version. Um, enhanced edition. Let me double check. Is being developed by Beam Dog. 
Um, they also did the um, enhanced editions of Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 in 2013. Okay, okay. That, that, that's reputable, I'd like to think. Uh, Phoenix Point uh, the uh, is coming out for PC on December 3rd as well. Uh, do you know what Phoenix Point is? Um, it is a strategy video game. Uh, it's a turn-based tactics system, uh, and it's being developed by a Bulgarian uh, indie developer called Snapshot Games. Now, Snapshot Games seems like a familiar name. I don't know where I hear the... Uh, uh, they well, made the only Chaos other game Reborn. that they worked on was Reborn, yeah. Uh, which is also a tactical role-playing game. Uh, hmm. uh, it seems like they got a theme going on. Let's see if they they, uh, they uh, do good. They also were uh, one of those uh, Kickstarter success campaigns, essentially. They did a Kickstarter to crowdfund it. And, uh, That's yeah, awesome. They made over... So it looks like not only... Did they successfully kickstart a game to life? They're still able to keep going, which is, you know, that's that's the great dream right there, right? I hope so. Uh, I hope so, too. Uh, last game coming out December 3rd, which is uh, Tuesday for those curious. Uh, Saga Scarlet Grace Ambitions, which sounds Japanese as fuck because not only did they use a dash, they used a semicolon. What the fuck? Uh, developers of Square Enix. It is a, <laughs> it is a role-playing video game. Uh, coached out by Square Enix and Studio Real. Um, oh, fucking caught that one. <laughs> Woo! Yep. Not even over the head. That's bullseye right there, boy. Uh, yep. Sorry, I, I, I shouldn't laugh because I'm sure there's people out there who, like, mind you, uh, it's typed in the thing that it's Saga, just, you know, S-A-G-A, but this is, in real life, it's S-A capital G-A. Saga. And so, just the fact that, like, you can tell a game is going to probably come from Japan if it has both a semicolon <laughs> and a dash in or it. Or if it has an XD and or an XXX or an S class, like, you know. Like, if it has the word RE in it, yeah, it's probably fucking Japanese as shit. They're uh, one uwu just, away from being, like, blatantly Japanese, like, being a blatantly Japanese game. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Darksiders Genesis. Now, is this the fourth Darksiders game coming out that I have not been ignorant of? Correct. Um, this also took me by surprise. Um, I played the first two Darksiders. Uh, third one came out, got mixed reviews. I was planning on picking it up when it was on, like, as cheap as possible. Um, and the third one followed, like, still kind of like the third person hack and slash with some more RPG elements. But apparently Darksiders Genesis is even more RPG-like. So, like, like borderline MMO kind of like RPG style. Um, but it's still a single-player hmm. game, yeah. This will be interesting because you actually get to play with uh, two characters this time, uh, Strife and War. And interesting. I'm pretty sure War War is the character in the first game, right? Correct. It was War, Death, Fury, and then Strife was supposed to be in this one. Hmm. Which uh, apparently you're like, and War again, and you know it's it looks like uh looks like strife uses uh pistols and war will use his sword chaos yeah Seager. i think um from the end of the first game it was strife like lore wise it was strife that was coming to help him first but then with the rest of the games they were showing what was happening when war was doing his shit and what they were doing and before they went off to help him so i think that's why war might be coupled with him okay you know the power of uh narrative bullshit uh, at the same time, it's still surprising for a company that went under and then got bought and then, you know, brought back back up is still making Darksider games. And, uh, yeah, it's coming out, uh, looks like, the heck? Uh, so I got uh, a different reading for, like, the release date for this, so, uh, well, oh, no, it's correct. It's technically correct. Uh, this is coming out December 5th for PC, but not consoles. And, yes, which is weird to me later, because I think yes. Yeah, it's, it's coming out for Google Stadia and you know uh, just regular PC for uh, you know the fifth, but it's not coming out until February fourteenth, which I'm pretty sure is Valentine's Day? Question mark. That is uh, correct for for the consoles. That's a hell of a romance game. Yeah, let's release two of the four apocalypse. Or, sorry, horsemen on the most yeah, romantic day of the year. Honestly, not as crazy as Deadpool coming out on Valentine's Day, but you well, know, Deadpool's a it. love story. It's it's truly a romance. Like it's 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 a movie about two people in love. Are you saying that love can't bloom on the battlefield? What has Kojima not you know taught what? you? Absolutely fucking nothing, Tyler. That's fair. Have you played a Kojima game before? No, I have not. Would I still learn anything from playing one? 
<laughs> I have the right to reserve my opinion on this. Uh, but yes, I'm going to say yes, you would learn something. But the understanding or reasoning behind understanding that would be an enigma. Uh, but anyways, uh, we also have Star Ocean First Departure coming out on PS4 and Nintendo Switch, also on the 5th. And then lastly, we have Ancestors, the Humankind Odyssey, which is coming out on December 6th for the PS4 and Xbox One. Correct. Star Ocean's First Departure is a remake of the first Star Ocean's game that came out in 96. Um, and Ancestors of the Humankind Odyssey is a third-person survival game. Um, nice. Seem seem be set with like you play as an ape. Like so, we're talking about like you're an ancestor. You're you're you are your ancestor. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Nick. Yes. Hi. Since uh, mostly I did the history thing, but you know I fell apart trying to understand what's going on with this world. Could you take the uh, this gaming day in history? All right. So we've got. A chain of things coming out and I thought this was very interesting um, now we're gonna start we're gonna go a little bit out of order we're gonna start with yeah. uh, 2007 uh, 2007 was the year that act uh, this day in gaming December 2nd specifically 2007 was the year that Activision Blizzard was formed the biggest soul ever sold to the devil yes uh, this is when uh, the infestation occurred and Blizzard sold itself out and we have lost the old guard officially um, following from that, we've got The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past uh, and Four Swords uh, Edition. That came out 2002 yep. for the Game Boy Advance. Yep, it was a double game cartridge. It was uh, pretty cool. Um, and I believe that the Four, like the four Swords option uh, introduced multiplayer? Yep. The, uh, the concept is since the Game Boy Advance could link not just two, but up to four actual different Game Boy Advances together, uh, they introduced a game where you could play as different colored links, and that's what led to the whole multi-colored link uh, multiplayer game. Starting with that one game. That's really cool. Um, and then we've got Super Smash Bros. Melee 2001 for the GameCube in North America on this day, December 2nd. So, Super Smash Bros. Melee, happy 18th birthday. Be careful. Holy shit. I'm old as fuck. Legend of Zelda Link to the that Past Four Swords Edition, happy 17th birthday. And Activision Blizzard, happy 12th birthday, even though we hate you a little bit. We don't hate them. I... It's, it's, it's like saying if I'm mad at somebody in my family I don't hate them I just don't ever want to talk to them ever again just you know? extreme like, displeasure uh, just pure ostracization and then there's a whole slew of games here uh, four games specifically that mean quite a bit to me because it started my foray into actual like hack and slash and adventure games there are four Prince mm -hmm. of Persia games on this list and it's interesting because they all came out for the PC specifically around this day um, one wow, one really or two of timely, them huh? a day or two off. So we're going to start with the the attempted reboot in 2008, the Prince of Persia series, which uh, which came out for the PS3 and Xbox 360 that tried to revamp the fighting mechanics and focus more on one-on-one -on -one style, like combat, like you didn't fight groups of enemies, you just fought enemy opponents one-on-one, -on -one, and you get to combo with an AI partner. Um, following that, from 2005 to 2003, Prince of Persia The Two Thrones which was the latest in the Sands of Time trilogy, uh, came out for the PS2. Uh, Prince of Persia Warrior Within, 2004, PS2, Xbox, GameCube, and Windows, and Prince of Persia The Sands of Time 2003 for the PC. Now, what amazed me about mm. these games is not only was the storytelling, to me, personally fantastic, these made up, like, there were significant foundations for how I imagined, like, dark and moody and edgy to be, uh, and, like, in a fantasy setting, but they were also mm. released, you know, within a year of each other, essentially. Um, and but they were like still full quality, like high quality games and full featured games. But the tone, despite being the same studio, was so different from each game. Sands of Time was all, you know, a little low graphics, but it was all kind of like, like the the typical uh, hero's journey kind of like, uh, you know, arc. Whereas uh, right. Warrior Within was super dark and edgy, and then Two Thrones had dark and edgy mixed with some like hopefulness. So. Um, and Tyler, we have one more on this list. Would you like to? Would you like to read that out? No, uh, since you are in charge of uh, the history thing, I think it's uh, it's all you, my friend. Understood. And this one is a special shout out to all the Kingdom Hearts fans. Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix Collector's Edition. That was a fucking mouthful. PlayStation 3 version released United States and Canada 2014. Um, it says II.5 Remix, not 2.5 Nick's uh, Remix. Come on, Nick. Can you try it again? Sorry. 
uh, Kingdom Hearts HD Roman numerals 1 1.5 uh, remix re because the mix was capitalized. Um, collector's edition, PlayStation 3 version released, United States and Canada 2014. <laughs> was that more appropriate, Tyler? Would you like me to do that again? I can do one more take for you. Nick, I was about to say five stars, but you know, if you're gonna give one more take, then yeah, please, uh, d let's hear it one last time for, uh, for Square Enix's sake. On this day in 2014, we'd like Boy. to wish a happy fifth birthday to Kingdom Hearts HD. II.5 Remix Collector's Edition PlayStation 3 version released United States and Canada. Happy fifth birthday. Thank 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 you, Nick. Uh may may your heart be your guiding key. Still don't understand what the fuck that means, but that's gonna be it for the show, and we're gonna start don't wrapping worry, up. Nobody knows what <laughs> it fucking means. Tyler, where can people find you? You can find me in 2003, where Dragon Ball Z Budokai 2 got released for the PlayStation 2 in the United States. You can also find me on Twitter at 2 times Tyler, all letters, one word. Where can we find you, Nick? Uh, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash LR11, as well as on Instagram with LR11. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at LR the 11th. Um, you can find uh, our uh, other uh, co-host, Glenn, at twitch.tv forward slash raiseth, um, and at Glenn Houston with two n's and it's it's spelled like huston um h-u-s-t-o-n but pronounced like houston um good job yeah um you can find the show casual master quest on twitter at master quest pod you can email us at casual master quest at gmail.com you could find us on facebook and instagram by just typing in casual master quest we also have a DD show called casual quest masters that's in the same feed as casual master quest and it is it is getting really interesting and we're just taking fucking forever traveling somewhere but it's getting really interesting um hell yeah and then you can also like hit us up on our discord ask us questions talk to us hang out with us you can find all those links on our twitter profile so once again twitter at master quest pod um any last words before we uh, officially end send off here tyler you know what it's been a hell of a weekend and i'm finally i'm glad that we we're able to give it the closing it deserves uh yeah that was nick this is tyler that was uh jack daniels and uh i think that's gonna be it nick let's, let's wrap this bad boy up thank you very much for listening i hope you all had a wonderful thanksgiving thank you very much for giving me your time have a good week we'll see you next time and don't forget to never stop the grind be safe we'll eat my ass later everybody bye-bye tyler that was only for me what do you mean you're not supposed to share the intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelry's Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelry's Music, or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.